Hey guys, this is Billy with King Oil & Co. This is Sam Ace Things with Sam Sauce. And thanks for listening to Spill the Sauce Podcast. All right, Sam. This week we got, funny enough, someone you introduced me to again. So give us a little intro about the Mighty Mustache, Sam. This is Bobby with the Mighty Mustache. The dude has amazing YouTube content, great channel, um, really prolific uh, Instagram page as well. But the dude is a. Uh, he likes to hurt people with with spice. Let's say he definitely is in the business of pain. Well, then, without further ado, man, I'm letting him in the Zoom right now. I let him know that awesome. we're letting him in, and we should be. Hey. There what we are. Up? What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. good. How are you, man? I'm oh, to there he is. Hey, there we are. Finally. Hey, what I see that? you got some some sauce behind you. Oh uh, yeah, that's my uh, sauce saucer, my uh, sauce altar. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. If people can see this, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of collect sauce and just put it on there, and then on a rainy day, I pop one open and, uh, you know, test it. Nice, dude. But no, super glad to have you. We just gave you, like, a little intro before you jumped in. Um, nice. Talked a little bit about your Instagram, your your YouTube page. Um, okay. This is Billy from King Oil & Co. I've been chatting his ear off about you for a while now, saying, Bobby could be fucking great. He could be really cool. <laughs> it's nope. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, brother. Sam keeps saying you like to put people in pain, so that's one thing I'm super interested in. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if that's what you're into, I got you. Um, that's 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 what I do. In a you know, I just I like the novelty side of the hot sauce, um, and, and I love growing extremely hot peppers. So I'm always pushing myself, trying to make something new, newer and hotter uh, to test on uh, some people that are my you know friends. <laughs> They must be my friends if they stick around after I keep making them try that stuff. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a testament. It means it means it's good shit. Uh, yeah. One one thing me and Sam wanted to kind of like dig in with you kind of earlier on this episode. Is, yeah. So one thing I always find super interesting, like is in the, at least like the hot sauce, like pepper community, is people who grow their own shit. To me, it's super fascinating. So yeah, like, take us into that, man. Like, how'd you get into essentially like gardening and, and you know peppers? Uh, man, I've been gardening ever since I was a kid. Uh, I used to garden with my mom back in the day. And then I just, I, I, I grew a, a larger variety of things. And then over the past, like three, three to four years, probably, I really got into just peppers. It just kind of took over my whole garden. It went from just, you know, a bunch of everything to just pepper plants. Uh, I think I had like three seasons ago, 40 something pepper plants. Then I had 140 something pepper plants. And then this year, I'm pushing 80 to 90 pepper plants as well. So uh, it just, it took over my life. I, I remember, I just wanted to make hot sauce. That's all I wanted to do. And that, that took me down the rabbit hole. I'm like, well, I want to grow my own peppers and make hot sauce. So I did. And then I grew more pepper plants and more pepper plants and <laughs> more pepper plants. And uh, here I am today, you know. So you're saying so, at one point you grew over like 140 varieties, then the I following did. year you backed off quite a bit? Is that like you last found year, more specifics? Yeah, no, last year was a little, I, last year kind of pushed my limits. I, I, I kind of found out what my threshold, threshold was for manual 
manually taking care of plants because I don't have anything automated. I, I, I manually take care of everything that's out there every morning, every evening, and 140 was just... It was really pushing it for me, you know? Well, I'm sure that cut down your mowing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But with with the, I think with my skill increasing from season to season, I found that that I didn't need as many pepper plants just because of how much more productive my plants are this season compared to the previous season and the previous season before that. So it's just... It's good to have a lot of them, but if you can figure out how to manipulate them into being, you know, extremely productive, then you can kind of cut back, you know. Yeah, that's another thing I mentioned to Billy, too, is uh, just how prolific some of your peppers plants are. Fucking insane. They're putting out no shit ten times the amount that one of my more achieving uh, pepper plants is probably putting out. So it's like, dude, I probably did a hundred this year, which you could have probably had the same outcome with ten. (laughs) <laughs> some are you know some some of it is genetics and uh some of it is just you know just figuring out when when to do things at the right time uh you know i have my whole method that i explain on youtube and uh i, I find it pretty critical to follow those steps to achieve what i achieve so i you know. and if people watch that stuff i mean i'm trusted too so i guess you know growing uh gardening um, peppers, I mean, outside of just uh, making hot sauce, is that your main goal into like, you know, just growing a shit ton of peppers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like I like I wanted to make hot sauce and I still make hot sauce. I, I enjoy making it. It wasn't a business venture. It was just I wanted to make hot sauce and I wanted to share it with, you know, my friends and family. Uh, but the growing aspect of it, that became the obsession. I kind of just, you know, like I said, turned into a rabbit hole. Now I'm just it's just like every pepper plant is different. It's like a little snowflake, you know, it has, they all have their own little things about them that make them special. And just watching them come into fruition, you get to see those pods come in and how they all look different. You know, it's just, it's amazing to me. And that's what keeps it exciting every year. I just want to see new plants, new pods, you know, new, new mutations, uh, when I'm crossing things, it just, it's just, you know, well, I know I we want to get into like the crossbreeding aspect of it. Um, do you, I mean, personally, for my, like, questioning purposes, um, I mean, do you top plants? Do you let them full grow? Do you thin them? I mean, what's your, like, go-to way of, you know, getting the highest productive plants? Um, honestly, the, the plants, like, in my tent, uh, I did zero pruning, zero topping, zero anything. And they produce quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I, tall you are, Billy. These bitches are taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't believe in topping. Um, I've never believed in topping, uh, especially when, you know, early on in the season when you're trying to get these things, you know, to focus on growing roots and stuff. Uh, I don't, I just don't like to shock the system, so to speak. Um, I've had good results without, without ever doing that, you know. Like my one giant uh, plant, I guess you, when I overwinter them, I do cut them back. So I guess that kind of counts as pruning, but. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm thinking I mean, like, you know, the initial growth, like when it has five least segments, people always pinch I, their They do say to do that. I've never done it. And I it still this get year, it. And I wish I didn't because um, I have all these big bushes that are branching out in the, in the, at the, the roots of it, or, you know, like four inches above. I got seven, like, you know, offshoots rather than a larger, healthier stock then the pot production so i'm, I'm pretty yeah. against pruning now or definitely stemming off the top 
like I said, that's usually not my priority. My priority is just getting them, like, keeping them in a good watering schedule, you know, moving them up in pot size when they're supposed to and watching my feeding, you know. So for me, at least, I know you guys are like big into this stuff, but like I grew up around gardening a little bit here and there. I've never like planted anything. These hands don't do that kind of shit. They're not. I, th- I think I think I think if I grow something, it'll die right away. But I'm curious, like what besides like just simply watering the plant, like real quick, like what goes into it? Like besides that, uh, feeding to me is important. Um, it, uh, scheduling your feeding, knowing when to start feeding, um, because you know when you're when you're initially starting a plant, you want them to kind of like focus on root growth. I go over that a lot in my videos. You really want them to focus on that. So. Um, Making sure that you don't overwater or underwater is very important. So I like to like my like my cups or my pots or whatever I'm growing in. I like to get them light. Let them get you know pretty light. So that way the roots are constantly searching for water and following you know down towards the bottom of the cup. And what that does is it actually allows them to bottom out a lot faster. Okay, so like by doing that, I'm actually speeding up the process of which my plants are going to bottom out that plant, start to grow larger, move into the next pot. I also like to let them work with the initial natural nutrients in the soil rather than feeding them right away because they're also searching for that. So the roots are going to bottom out quicker as well. Uh, in a shorter growing season, speed is the name of the game. So these are kind of steps that I recommend to people in a shorter grower season to kind of get their plants really growing quickly. So that way they can start harvesting a lot earlier in the season and get much larger plants. So it, following a good water regimen and then following a great feeding regimen uh is extremely important for production by mid-season and end of season you know if that makes sense i like i said i have a ton of videos on my youtube under the mighty mustache uh, anybody's free to go look at those and check those out and uh see what i'm talking about i really do a pretty good job on there of explaining it as well okay, and if people can see this the mustache is mighty just saying <laughs> it was mighty i trimmed the back <laughs> well, the whole, the whole point is like I wanted to highlight like of how like difficult not like I don't want to make it seem like it's the hardest. I know it's difficult, but like how much of a routine it is because I know there's somewhat of a routine that goes into it. So kind of what I wanted to highlight like earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean when you're starting out, when it's cooler out and you're moving your plants out and they're getting used to the new environment and all that, uh, it's difficult because you got to really rely on what they need. Uh, it's not going to be hot out right when you first move them out. They're not going to be. So, like, basically, that first month or so, once you move them out, you have to manually check on them to see which ones actually need water. So, there's like, it's actually more difficult in the beginning because certain ones are going to be thirstier than others uh, earlier on. You know what I mean? And then eventually, kind of like once you get like when, when you get a specific temperature out there, then the routine becomes kind of like, okay, I'm watering every morning. I'm watering every morning. I'm watering every morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you kind of get back to this time of year again. And now I'm kind of playing it by ear again. I'm like, you know what? It's getting cooler. I have the plants don't need water as much. So you really, it is, you kind of actively have to pay attention to each individual plant if you really want them all to be successful. I think a lot of people overlook that. When they grow a lot of plants and they start having problems, you know, as plants are getting yellow or having health issues, it's because you're not actually taking into account that they all have different needs or might drink differently or feed differently than each other, even though they may be similar peppers, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of labor involved. It really is. Especially when you have as many as I do, you know? If that answers your question, I don't... No, totally. So I guess we'll go right to it. How many varieties do you have? 
Uh, there's at least 30, 30 or 40 out there, I think, right now. Are those, like, you know, throughout the years, you really found, you know, those varieties of peppers that you like, the appearance, the taste, the heat, and you're just like, you know, I don't need to dabble with all that other shit. Yeah, there's there's some that I've kicked out the door, you know, that I was like, yeah, it was okay, but it's not really the best. And then there's others that, uh, you know, like the ones that I overwinter, I know I love them because, I you know, I've kept them alive for three years now. So I have, you know, That's I have... Huge. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so I have three, I have... 16 overwinters five of them are three years old and the rest are uh two years old and then everything else was new this year but i have some of my newer plants this year taller than the, the overwinters you know they're like 70 feet tall now Jesus uh, Christ. yeah and then what's that in like a two gallon pot yeah uh, yeah like it's like a 12 inch or so i guess that's real close to that maybe maybe two gallons God, you know, shit, man. It doesn't take a lot. Of, yeah, you just need a decent, sustainable root, like a root ball or whatever you want to call it. You just need a a nice, healthy root system. It doesn't have to be expansive. You know, it just needs to be a nice, healthy root system, and you can grow a monster plant out of that. The only downside is, like, the way I have that set up. Of course, it's in a tent outside. They wouldn't do as well as they would inside the tent with the elements of nature. So, of course, I have to tie them up. But growing them taller and more vertical in there allows me to fit more plants in so i yeah. can get more varieties in there uh, instead of having really wide plants like i do over in my side yard so yeah no, you know. epic as shit. and then obviously uh we touched base briefly about like crossbreeding i've been talking billy's ear off as well about mm -hmm. these crazy varieties you're making whether they're super hot super prolific high producing or just flavorful um do you want to go into detail about, you know, some of your creations? What What's your process? Uh, why do you do what you do? Um, yeah, I mean, well, crossing is just, it's just interesting to me, honestly. So it, basically, I just kind of say, I wonder what this plant will look like when I cross it with this plant, you know, and I kind of look at, okay, this plant's got cool shape, cool colors. This plant's got cool flavors uh let's see what happens and then i i just basically go through the, the process um I, I catch the flowers before they open um i snip off all the petals and i, I step off uh any any of the um i just leave the stamen basically and um i take pollen from you know one of the plants and pollen from the other plants i touch each plant and then i put a bag over them and i wait and i hopefully they actually cross and then um if i get fruit awesome you know what i mean then that's 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 you you won right there that's the difficult part though because oftentimes i'll go to cross you know 20 times and maybe two of them will take you know maybe three of them will take um and i've gotten lucky with a few of them like my i have a special cross out there it's called my orange bleeder i don't know why i call it that i'm probably gonna change the name but it is a bubble gum that comes in purple and then goes green and then goes orange and then goes blood red and Jesus and Christ. the leaves coming green and purple and they come in really dark purple at the top of the canopy and uh all the branches are black and it's just a random cross that i created between it was a it's it's, it's basically a mutation of a chocolate bubble gum uh that i did with another variety and created this crazy thing and uh, now i'm in the process of stabilizing it so 
you know, it's just it's just cool, and they're stupid spicy peppers, stupid spicy. I don't even know what Scoville they're at right now, but you know, it's just like you, you get something like that. It's just such a weird variety, like something unnatural, like purple pods that turn green, then orange, then red. It's just a weird plant, but I made it, you know, and now I got to keep going in order to stabilize it, but. So it's exciting, you know. That's that to me is probably the coolest thing like ever. Like you, you just made like a pepper. Like sure, I make chili oil. Sam can make a hot sauce. Other person can make a whatever the fuck it is. But you yeah. made like an actual thing that fucking grows out of the ground. Like that's pretty insane. <laughs> that is pretty. That's cool, that's cool you, it was that. a designer pod you created. Yeah, like yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. I actually have um, two other really close friends that are gardeners. They're helping me grow out the future generations so i've got actually a friend that's already working on f3 right now so nice. uh capsaicin colt i don't know if you know who that is on yeah. instagram i've seen the instagram before it's awesome uh gotcha. I mean, so then it's like you know you you, you cross a, a flower that pod grows whatever the father plant is you save the seeds and then that should hold the crossing tendencies a little bit yeah, so like it, it, the rough part is seeing what uh, your your true F one is because it's like you have your original plant and then you gotta you gotta take your original two plants and then you get you know you, you do your cross pollination you get your pepper you plant your seeds you get your true F one and that'll tell you what you actually kind of have and then you now you got to continue that process now you got to grow you that just plant pick, like the the best pod out of that yeah plant. but you have to continuously. Well, you don't even know because basically you're going to just start isolating flowers in that plant that you've created because you have to you have to protect those from getting cross you know contaminated or cross pollinated. So you're going to bag those up, you know, and then take the best pepper you find out of those, which sometimes matters, sometimes it doesn't. People are like, "Oh, keep that pod because it looks like that," but sometimes you'd be surprised it could totally backfire. It might not look the same the next time, but you know, you just got to keep doing that. F2, F3, F4, F5, F6, F7, F8, and then now you should have a pretty stable pod that won't revert. Uh, you know, some of the earlier pods can revert. You know, you, you, you think you're stabilized, but then it might, you might go plant seeds from that one, and then you get a revert. Uh, it might take on, it might look like the father or the mother again or something like that. That's so you just got to keep picking the true pods every every time, yeah. That's a time-consuming endeavor. I mean, what's your, let's just say, you have the pod, you crossbred, you're collecting the seeds from that, like how long until you're able to collect the seeds from that lineage? I mean, I'm sure it's it's time-consuming. It is. If you're doing it season by season, then it's going to take, you know, eight years. But if, yeah. you, if you're doing it, if you're growing it in, uh, you know, solo cups in your basement and you're torturing the plant and forcing it to think it's going to die... So it throws out pods early. Uh, you could probably get two to three st- uh, Fs in a year if you do it that would way. That because I've thought about that personally. Um, would that ever diminish like the quality of like the seeds for that? Let's just say if you you know you see those sickly plants at the garden center, it's you know yeah. all, there's already a pepper on it. I mean, yeah, I mean you're you're basically doing the same thing, but it's just kind of rushing it forward a little bit. I mean, as long as it takes on the same properties and kind of looks like what you're going for, then I think it's viable, you know? Gotcha. No, that's fucking killer, man. And then, I mean, in the future, do you plan on 
like selling some of your like more stable breeds or is this just like a like a personal fun project like Kangstar? Um yeah, I do eventually plan on probably selling some of my stuff. Uh you know, my some of the stuff maybe I'll just kind of do like he does, but you know, he's just such a good guy, honestly, you know what I mean? He's, he seems like that's all he loves to do. And um, I, I I think it's okay, though, you know, to sell some stuff sometimes. Like, this orange well, leader... People I, see value in it. I mean, fuck, I would buy them. I'm sure other people would, but... Yeah. Well, besides well, the that, arms, like, he, he puts in the time, like, he's saying, like, it's season by season, right? It, like, it's yeah, an investment. Exactly. Uh, it really like, he's is. putting in a lot of it's, time, it's, like, yeah. Yeah, Crazy. and and then you get you get to take into consideration like that first initial seed offering, you know. After that, it's it's the wild west out there, <laughs> you know. Everybody's got your stuff, so you just got to you know get it out there and hopefully you make some money, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I would consider it. You know, I'm working on stabilizing the orange bleeder. I've been hoarding the seeds. I probably got like a million seeds from the original plant, um, and the plant's still alive. So it's it's you know cool. it'll be. Th- it'll be three years old next uh next season so yeah it's something I, i've considered it and and the hot sauce thing too but getting a license and stuff is so so difficult over here yeah. although I, I heard they just did uh enact the uh cottage laws now valid new jersey i'm not 100 percent, but if that's true then i could start selling some stuff so that'd be cool yeah. that'd be yeah. awesome i think uh, i mean i think that's like if you're if someone's asking for a monetary value for like season that kind of stuff and after you just explain the story you just told like i think it's totally worth it because it's not like yeah. it's not the one time you're doing it up got great results and let's go no like it's like three four five six seven eight nine times maybe like i, I think it's very worth it like i can't imagine seeds go like for that expensive where you even have to think about it like twice right I mean, yeah, you see, yeah. like eight nine dollars for like ten seeds a lot and that's, that's from that's like great. the big sellers and it's standard shit it's nothing that they created it's just seeds they source and isolated so it's a lot of work yeah and i mean eight nine bucks is a fucking shitty succulent from homes depot so it doesn't really matter you're you're putting your money towards a better thing you got to think about the whole process though you're talking about you know going through generations of plants and then harvesting all those peppers then you have to cut them all extract the seeds properly dry them package them I mean, that is a lot of work for just one person. So, I mean, a lot goes into it. So that price tag at the end, I mean, you know, I, if to me it makes sense because I go through it. I, I actually harvest all my seeds. I don't currently sell them, but I probably have a couple million seeds from all my plants just so that I don't. Uh, yeah, I've got tons of seeds. That's it's just because I, 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 you know, when, it, when, you, when you're going to go, go and cut, cut all your uh, peppers up and dehydrate them anyway, I, I like to just extract the seeds just so that I have them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would hurt. You know? Uh, where, where do you so. find inspiration? Like, is this something like, you know, that you do, you're like, oh, it clicks, I want to do this and this breed, or like, oh, this clicks. Like, where do you get inspiration for this stuff? Uh, dude, it's just like you're walking through your garden one day and you're like, man, I really love the look of that chocolate pre Vitali. I wonder what it would be like <laughs> if I crossed that with an apocalypse scorpion. And, you know, you're just like running it through your head like, oh, man, what color is it going to be? What's it going to look like? You know, how hot is it going to be? I'm like, this one's super, super, super hot, you know. And, uh, you know, and then it, sometimes it, it comes out kind of looking like you thought it was. And then sometimes it, it doesn't, you know. I mean, are you ever crossing, like, let's just say, like, ahi varieties and chinense varieties as well, like bakitam, or do you try to stay, like, you know, chinense to chinense or those well, varieties? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I tried, to, like I said, I crossed a, uh, 
and I'm going to probably botch this right now, but I did the Tabasco with a ghost. And right now I'm waiting to see. I definitely crossed families with that. And uh, I'm waiting to see the results. I am definitely getting like Tabascos that are twice the length of a normal Tabasco right now. So I think they look a little wrinkly too. Yeah, something <laughs> happened there. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, keep messing with it. And they do smell and taste definitely way spicier than a Tabasco would. So did it compl- you know i'm just i gotta keep growing it out and see what happens you know what i mean but that's really hard to do like when you're crossing families the chances of doing it are, are like very minimal and especially some of them are just incompatible completely they have a chart yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you ever look at the chart but only i think only two other families are compatible with, with chinettes well, they, well, that's damn. I, I might be suckering myself up. I've been trying to uh, cross a, a, an ahi variety with a chinense variety, and not thinking much of it. Thinking like, hey, you, you might, be- you might be able to. I have to double check the chart, but because that's that's one of those things where you just kind of like look at it and be like, okay, yeah, I can I can definitely try to cross this. But you'll see if you look at the chart that the, the like the the odds are like really low. You know, pretty good, definite, or like non-existent. If you look at the chart, you'll see what it's like. Um, like, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Chili Chunk. He just successfully crossed two families of peppers on his channel. Yeah, he has really cool killer content too, and he likes to hurt people too. I think. Yeah, yeah. Actually, have some. <laughs> you know, I actually believe. Yeah, I have. So, I have his sauce right here, all the way from England. I remember he did okay. I didn't see that one. I saw he did something that was like a wax coated top that That's I think awesome. he was going to ship out to a couple people. Yeah, he, oh, cool. yeah, he's actually a friend of mine. I talk to him uh, awesome. quite, quite often, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it Super or not. cool guy. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, what, what did you want to ask? So I wanted to get into something we said interesting in the beginning. You said earlier on, like before, I guess, or kind of like when you're growing, when you started wanting to making your own, uh, I guess, spiciest or spicier hot sauce. You said you wanted to get into the novelty side of hot sauce. What does that mean? Yes, Explain that means it. I make stuff that is just pretty much intolerable for regular people. <laughs> like if they put that in a burrito, their head would explode. Um, yeah, I go, I go as far as I possibly can. So. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the pod people. We're a small group uh, on Instagram, but we also have a Discord. And it's a group of really awesome people. And I went in there, you know, just as a regular guy. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to challenge these guys. You know, I make stuff. Let me see what I can do. So I started off small. I made something called the Fireball Hot Sauce. And um, this stuff was really damn hot. Um, It was the first time I'd ever made extract. And... um, I was using powders, I was using super hot peppers, and I made a hot sauce. And it went pretty good. Like, these guys were pretty good. Most of them handled it pretty well. I'm like, how is that possible? So (laughs) I created another another challenge called the the Ground Zero and Death Bloom Challenge, where I created the hottest chocolate, I think, on the planet. I'm pretty, I'll stick to it, because Dave Martin had to try it twice before he could finish it on time. And, uh, I, I did the, uh, the, the the Ground Zero sauce, which was a pepper-infused vinegar, pepper powder, super hot pepper powders, uh, the hottest peppers out of my garden, and an extract. 
And it brought a couple people to their knees. Some people did better than others. And then somebody, actually a girl, did 10 of those. She did 10 spoonfuls and won the competition. Give her a shout out. Who's this guy yeah, talking that's about? Filipino. Yeah. Uh, she's, she has a channel on YouTube called She's a Ari beast, Garden. man. She's super chill, humble gal. She's like this little, little girl. And she, <laughs> she does better on all the challenges than like the guys, man. I mean, one guy did like two spoons. And she's like, ah, uh, 10. You know, I mean, she's a monster. Um, but now I've decided to create another new challenge, hot sauce. So I'm working on that currently. I just made an extract that is like black. It's like all chocolate peppers. And I just made a uh, another pepper infused vinegar. Now, I don't know if you know what that is, but I actually take pepper powder and put it into muslin or cheesecloth. And I boil it down the same way I would to make extract, but in vinegar. Plus, I add French pods. So I did Carolina Reapers, um, uh, God, bootlegs, uh, chocolate Douglas, chocolate bootlegs. I boiled that all down into the vinegar. Uh, I'm going to add that in. And then the rest of the sauce is chocolate primatales, <laughs> chocolate bootlegs, chocolate Douglas, and chocolate jigsaws. And I'm going to mix that all together, make a super hot sauce, and then add that extract to each bottle. And um, I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna have two people go head to head live on YouTube, which is gonna be Chilipino and Ben the Doctor Proctor, and we'll all get to watch them try it live. Uh, so yeah, that's what I do. I make like I'm like, how can I make this hotter? Now there's one little step about this hot sauce, and I'm not gonna mention it on here because it's top top secret, but it will be released when the video comes out. There's okay. one little thing that I think will make it even hotter than that. So. Yeah, love. It's it's funny. Yeah, because most of our guests, Sam, you know, they try to like highlight like the flavor in their sauces because they never want to say it's too spicy to drive off like customers. So they're like, <laughs> you know, it has like mango and pineapple. And then here we are with Mighty Mustang. He's like, no, this shit's hot. It's got peppers. It's hot. And it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be super hot. It's gonna blow your head. <laughs> the hot. flavors it's are hot. hot. Yeah, it's, like it's flavors got are peppers. Hot. Oh, but it I does have it. garlic. I always go okay, generous go. amount of garlic and cardamom and cumin. I like to add that as spices too. So. Nice. Uh, a little flavor, but maybe, like it. I like maybe, it. maybe a little bit of ginger just to you know offset the burn. So I don't you're, know. You're doing your uh, your your um uh, your vinegar extract. Um, I mean, I imagine you're boiling this like outside because oh uh, yeah, it's all done outside. I don't do any of that inside because it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. Even outside, like, I'm sure you need like a hazmat fucking suit on. Well, when I'm cooking down extract, uh. Like sometimes I'll, I'll look over the jar to make sure everything's okay, and I'll come back up, and like three minutes later, I have capsaicin burning on my forehead from the steam of the of the uh, extract cooking. <laughs> Without no contact, just starts just starts burning, man. Um. So, so I want to. I was. I think it's gonna be a good question for you, but I'm curious. Like, what's your like favorite like corporate big brand hot sauce that you like? Yeah. <sighs> Man, I'm going to sell like, uh, okay. I've always been a fan of Tabasco. Okay. Now don't, don't, don't shoot me out of the, I love Tabasco. I love Tabasco, but I'm trying to think of who else I really do love. Um, I have to try this. I've heard nothing but good stuff, but I have a feeling this oh, might be wait. one of my new favorite. This is I Hanks. I that one personally. Yeah, it's Hank's Heat Hot Sauce. I, I'm supposed to try this soon. I have a feeling this is going to be really good. Um, but I do love Cholula's. Yeah. Um, I do love... Uh, the classic. What do you call it? 
um, was it Melinda's? Is that the other? Yeah, yeah more like know. vinegar forward sauces well, and stuff. Well, the, the the mango one that they make is really good. They have a mango habanero hot sauce by Melinda's, and it's actually pretty tasty. Um, that's pretty good. I've had a lot of stuff from like Pepper Palace. I don't know, dude. I just like a good flavored hot sauce. I love something with a lot of garlic in it. It's got to have garlic. I don't like, I love some vinegar, but I don't want that to be like, oh, this is vinegar. You know what I mean? So like, it's got to be somewhere in between that. Um, God, I'm trying to think of my other favorite hot sauce. I got so many. <laughs> There's so many behind me. I'm like looking around here. I don't know. I mean, look, what about you guys? What's your what's your favorite? I, I think I think you hit on the head. Tabasco, Cholula, as far as like big brand stuff, like like big companies. Yeah. I think those two crush it every single time. And I'm like, you know, I've been to like Louisiana tons. I've seen the factory. I used to tour the um, the plantation home tons of times. I'm more of like a Louisiana fan when it comes to that vinegar style hot sauce. Just That's why standard cool. Louisiana brand. It's it's just less vinegar forward, but but you know, yeah. good good chili flavor. I mean, it's just simple. It's no brainer. I mean, it's just like a a more simplified, better Frank's. You just say like. Frank. Just the Louisiana, just Louisiana pepper, the hot sauce. That's or, what I'm talking about. Yeah, the Louisiana brand. Yeah, oh, where okay. it's just like there's a little image, like you know, one drop will do or something. Mm. But that on pizza or simple shift, it's just not as like vinegar forward as Tabasco, and like not as thin. All right, puppy dog and cat are fighting now. You guys calm down. Jesus Christ. Doesn't uh, I think it has sweet. Was Sweet Baby Ray makes a hot sauce now too, don't they? Did you I'm guys sure try that? Do. I'm sure I'm they not do. Personally, though, I, no. Actually, I think you're right. A buffalo one, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think I tried it. I think I think I've seen that at the store too. That's uh, I mean, that's also another could be another good one. I haven't tried that one. I know like Texas yeah. Pete. Have you guys had Texas Pete? It's like the cheapest hot sauce on earth. It's just like vinegar and pepper water. That is, true. Uh, no. <laughs> but, it, but it's amazing. It's I mean like uh, like the fast food stores they have it in these, these little packets. Oh my god, uh, I always grab like okay. a handful and they're amazing. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a sellout here, but dude, I I honestly kind of like truff. Don't hate me, but I kind of like that. I like that. Uh, the truffle flavor, whatever the hell they put in there, then you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you ever have that? The, the, the truff sauce before. Yeah, truff is I've awesome. never paid for it personally. Truff is really it's good. It's god awfully pricey, but it's like really. Well, I, love, like, I love truffle oil. Like I'll have truffle oil French fries. I enjoy the shit out of them. So like having that in a hot sauce, I was like, this is pretty unique. My friend brought it over. Like that's actually kind of tasty, but it's like twenty. Freaking! It what is, is twenty five dollars a bottle. More like a yeah. spicy condiment than a hot sauce, for sure. Yeah, it's really, yeah, yeah. It's expensive, but as far as like tech consistency, like texture, I think it takes it beats any hot sauce on the planet. Like when you pour out of a bottle or like the jar they give it to you, and it's yeah, it's smooth. It's it so smooth. smooth. It's incredible. It's really really good. Um, smooth it up. Well, talking back, like you know, crazy hot peppers. How do you build up a tolerance, or is it? possible i mean are you able to actually build up a yeah tolerance? yeah yeah i mean just making hot sauces kind of builds a tolerance because you think every time i made like last year was really busy making hot sauces this year i've been a little bit slower on it but it was like okay i make a new hot sauce taste ouch taste ouch you know you, you just keep doing that every day and then you eventually kind of be especially when you're just using like super hot as so your, your primary ingredient the, uh, ingredient that eventually does build your tolerance and then just munching on like mid grade super hots every once in a while that helps out. Like my go to define mid grade chocolate habaneros. Okay, like those are just tasty. That's your go to snacker. They're just like 
Yeah, they have a certain earthiness to them. I'm kind of weird to kind of enjoy it, but uh, they just kind of, they're not like, you know, orange habanero where it's like, you know, damn, that's hot, but I'll be all right. They're not like, you know, ghost pepper where it's like, wow, you know, that hits pretty hard. They're just, just in between. And I think just, just that's a good place to start. Even just eating habaneros every day uh, would build your tolerance, you know. You, you know, honestly, the scientific reason that you build a tolerance is because the receptors in your tongue slowly close over time when they start to detect capsaicin and <laughs> eventually it stops letting it in. So if you eat enough over time, the, all those little, little like detectors in your tongue that actually sense that capsaicin will start to close off as they feel it come in. I was like this weird, I read this whole scientific article and I thought it was so intriguing. So that they're like, the only way to do that is just keep eating hot peppers. And I'm like, okay. That's very interesting. Your tongue's like, fuck off, hot stuff. Yeah, man, it, it starts like recognizing it. I don't know yeah, if you noticed that because awesome. like I would eat stuff before I had a tolerance and it would just rip my tongue apart and just keep going. And then I noticed later on I would eat stuff and I would get that initial punch like this is going to hurt. But then it would just kind of level out and I'd be like, oh, OK, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, you know. <laughs> It's, uh, you might get that experience, but I think for people like me who are like little wimps still, we eat a fucking pepper, we sit on the floor crying. Yeah, <laughs> like if I were to do that right now, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would die too because I have my tolerance has dropped off significantly. Last thing I did was the toe of Satan uh, challenge, uh, which I did beat barely, but I beat it, and uh, oh. <laughs> that's on my YouTube channel too. If you want to see me like die at the end and like throw up, so. <laughs> Well, well no, that's killer dude so obviously like you know the tolerance um we we discussed is it like possible where people gain tolerance to it or do you just get more used to it i mean how about this the day after i mean does that ever make things easier for you the biggest problem <laughs> the biggest i the day after isn't as bad as like the the three hours after i think that's the worst part of eating a super hot like the day after yeah like whatever stomach pains feeling like mike tyson just gave you a yeah. you know a, threw a haymaker into your stomach for three hours after you eat a super hot that is the worst part i think even the mouth burn's not as bad as the uh the side effects of the stomach and does that ever build a tolerance or i mean you're feeling that gut not i not that i've noticed not that i've noticed <laughs> sometimes it's just better to boot you know what i mean just get it out of there but then that comes with consequences too you know because if it backfires and gets into your nose or something then you're uh <laughs> you know, it's not good either oh i'm sure it's brutal well, like, I know, uh, we like to finish yeah. these goopy things up with a little question segment from billy i don't know if yeah, is he so down for this real real quick we'll make this quick because zoom's like warning me this is gonna end but uh, you're, uh -oh. you're driving across the country. Stop at a gas station in the middle of the night. What are the three things you're going to get from the gas station? Oh, God. Driving across the middle of the night. Jeez. Uh, Probably a burrito, some hot sauce, and a uh, soda. <laughs> I, love, I, I love what you're so true to no the one's, brand. No one's been so smooth about it. I think mine was like coconut water, gummy bears, <laughs> and like some egg rolls or something. Yeah. yeah I, I always go with the classic... <laughs> Cheetos, Dr. Pepper, and peanut M&M's. Classic. Uh, I was like, 
I was like, am I in trouble? Should I grab like a flashlight and a no, shovel? No, like, <laughs> you can do whatever you want, man. But but this has been yeah, super that, educational. Like, we really appreciate you coming on, man. I think people are gonna yes. really like this one because it's it's a little different from like the other. We've we had straight on like people who make stuff. Like we haven't had an actual like, grower on and someone who knows their shit. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah, cool I'm, to have I'm, you I'm, on, man. We I'm not here it. to you know. I'm just here to talk, and, uh, and I, if you guys you know. Like listening to me talk, that's awesome, you know. And if people, yeah, I appreciate that. It was a pleasure to have you on, buddy. And uh, yeah, maybe down the line we can get some more, especially once you have more like finalized uh, your crossbreeds or whatnot. Because I'd love yeah, to see some of that shit in works. Definitely, and guys, if you if you could go check out my channel, uh, it's just oh, the Mighty sure. Mustache on YouTube, and uh, yeah, go watch. And then the Mighty Mustache on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like the content will fill in all the gaps anything you have questions on that i've been talking about there's a video for it so real quick guys the ending of the episode got cut because of uh technical difficulties but that was pretty much the end of it uh i definitely wanted to at least plug in all of the money mustaches stuff follow him on youtube instagram um I mean, Google it. I'm sure you'll find more than that out there. But super interesting dude. Super cool convo. Uh, again, opened up my eyes to growing and just how difficult and, you know, building up a routine around it is. But yeah, guys, like this episode. Subscribe. Check out our other episodes and we'll drop more soon.